Need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? I made it clear that my intention was to play, and my intention was to play for the New York Jets. Rodgers going for it all, looking to bring it open. He's got it. Lazar, gonna go. Touchdown. Rodgers snaps it quick, scrambles to his right, pumps and runs, and Rodgers is inside the pylon. Allen has time. Intercepted. Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away. Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning. 62 yards for the touchdown. And he's sacked again by Quinton Williams. What a beast. Number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeJet1. And we're doing State of the Jets roundtables. And today, bringing somebody that I know fairly well, a renowned poker pro, winner of tournaments, World Series of Poker, numerous time participant. You can look up his earnings for his career online, and it still impresses me, mostly because he's my brother, Craig Mason, who you've heard on the show before. Craig, thanks for coming back on. Well, yeah, you know, I don't really have much of a choice since you're my brother. I'm kind of locked into at least coming on the show once or twice a year, you know? <laughs> it's true. It would make things very awkward at Thanksgiving dinner otherwise, right? It would be awkward either way. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the Jets offseason, and we'll start with Aaron Rodgers. Where are you on this? The Jets gave up quite a bit for Aaron Rodgers, but obviously we know that last year the quarterback play was terrible. And the Jets went 7-10, and 10, and down the stretch, were pretty close to yep. getting a playoff spot. If they had even decent quarterback play, there's a good chance they'd have made the playoffs. Now they bring in one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Obviously, at a down year last year, the thumb injury, new supporting cast, is that the reason? Or is it because he's getting older and the downhill swing is starting? We're going to find out soon enough, but hard to believe he could be anything other than a thousand times better than what the Jets had last year. What do you think overall of the move? I mean, I have to say it's pretty exciting. You know, I'm, as Jets fans, as you know, we don't really usually have much to look forward to. So this is definitely uh, the most excited, I would say, we've all been going into a season. And yeah, like you said, last year, I mean, shit, we almost, they almost made the playoffs with. Mike White and Zach Wilson, the combination. So they could do that and get some guys, you know, Brees Hall and some other guys healthy and some free agents they signed. I think, you know, it's a tough AFC, but I, th I think they have a lot to look forward to. How dare you disrespect Joe Flacco? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot, forgot to add him in the mix. That's Super Bowl MVP, Joe Flacco, by the way. He's elite, we all know. That, that is true. He has, he has had his moments in his career. None of them with the Jets, unfortunately. Although he did have that really good comeback against the Cleveland Browns last year. That was fun. That, that is true. I, I still catch that game on the NFL Network sometimes. 
Just an insane game And you have to figure that There's going to be at least a few moments like that With Aaron Rodgers in 2023 But do you think the Jets did enough Around Aaron Rodgers To position themselves As a legitimate contender Other teams went out and made moves too It seems like the Jets' big move was Rodgers Which stands to reason But beyond that They didn't do a ton to upgrade the roster around them, and it seems like they're relying on the younger players continuing to ascend and Rodgers just being the piece that brings it all together. Is that how you feel, and do you think they've done enough and the strategy was fine? I I think they had a really legitimate good roster, and I think they had, like you said, they have a lot of good young talent. And, I mean, they brought in a a couple couple of Rodgers guys, Randall Cobb, who might be 50, and uh, Alan Lazard, and they have some good young talent. So I mean, like I said, I I think they'll be I think they'll be a very good team. I'm just you know obviously you still got Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson and other guys in the AFC. So that's kind of what concerns me. And Miami should be good. So it's gonna it's not gonna be easy. But I I do think the Jets are definitely gonna be contenders. What a lot of people don't know is that in addition to being a renowned poker player, you're also pretty good at sports gambling and so you take a good look at all of the top teams in the nfc the afc from the offseason all the way through the regular season as it stands right now where would you put the jets chances as it pertains to the upper echelon teams in the nfl right now if i'm not mistaken as we record this the jets have the sixth best odds to win the super bowl i don't remember the exact order but i believe the 49ers the eagles the chiefs the bengals and the Bills are all ahead of the Jets, which makes sense. What do you think? I think that sounds about right. Like I, I've been saying this whole this whole time, I just it concerns me to have to get by Buffalo and Kansas City. Those two teams are probably going to be the teams to beat for the next eight to ten years, as long as Mahomes and Allen stay healthy. So that's the only issue that I have. If they were in the NFC, I would really like their chances a lot better because there's a lot of question marks in the nfc and the afc seems to really be loaded so we'll see but it's it's gonna be tough if you only have a 401k you're not getting the most for retirement wait what add a Robinhood ira on top then they'll boost it by three percent you can do that and if you transfer in any retirement account you get three percent on top of that is there a limit to the match no limit Robinhood gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any ira on the market sign up for Robinhood gold at robinhood.com boost by april 30th subscription fees apply investing involves risk three percent match requires gold for one year from first match must keep ira for five years match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions Robinhood financial llc member sipc Play like a jet. Play like a jet. What do you think about the AFC East this year? My friend Drew Gear of the Rock Pile Report podcast was joking with me that he thinks that the AFC East is so tough that all the teams will cannibalize each other. They'll split the games, and then Cincinnati and the Chiefs will sit back and laugh about it. More so the Chiefs because Cincinnati's obviously in a very tough division as well. But the Dolphins are a really good team. They made some nice upgrades in the offseason, too, going out and getting Jalen Ramsey. The Patriots on paper are the fourth-best team, but they've got Bill Belichick as the coach, and you know they're always going to be tough, especially at Foxborough. And then the Bills, who have won the division four years in a row right now, They're the team that seems to be at the top of the mountain in terms of the AFC East and certainly one of the best teams in the NFL. What are your thoughts on the division and how the Jets fit into it this year? Yeah, I think it's definitely no games are going to be easy. Even like you said, the Patriots may not be expected to be that good, but they got Belichick. I mean, they have 
they just always find a way to, to seem to be at least competitive. Maybe they haven't been great over the last four or five years, but they're 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 never bad. They're always they're always in there. Division games are always tough. So, and yeah, Miami. I mean, depends if Tua stays healthy. And obviously, Buffalo to me is other than Kansas City, probably the best team in the whole league. So, it's it's gonna be tough. I think. Listen, I think the MetLife Stadium is gonna be going crazy for a lot of these games. I think the fans have. You know, never haven't been this excited in a very long time. So I think, I think it's going to be tough to win a win a game at MetLife this year. I really do. I think Jets are going to play well at home. One area where a lot of Jets fans are concerned, and I think rightfully so, is the offensive line. You've got Makai Becton coming back, but he missed two years. If he can be anything close to what it looked like he was becoming his rookie year, the Jets will have a really nice piece on that offensive line, but you have to be worried about him staying healthy. Dwayne Brown coming back off a shoulder injury. He's 38 years old. Elijah Vera Tucker, very promising young offensive lineman. But he's coming back off an injury. Lakin Tomlinson, former Pro Bowler, but had a really rough year last year. And then at center, you've got the competition going on between Connor McGovern, who comes back on a one-year deal, and Joe Tipman, the rookie out of Wisconsin. That's probably the position where there are the fewest question marks at the moment. But it seems like the Jets don't have a ton of room for error. They've got guys like Billy Turner. Carter Warren was drafted in the fourth round. They've got some depth there on the O-line. But if one of those guys goes down, it could turn ugly quickly, and they'll have to shift guys around like they did last year in a mad panic. How concerned are you with this offensive line, and do you think they should have done more in the offseason to firm it up? Uh, yeah, it's definitely concerning. Like you said, a lot of guys coming off injuries. Uh and clearly the number one thing here is to make sure that, you know, Rodgers stays healthy. And the only way to do that is to have a good offensive line protecting him. So hopefully those guys stay healthy and, you know, give him some time to make plays and most importantly, keep him on the field. Because as we know, I mean, right now what Zach Wilson is the backup. So we don't want to see what happens if Rodgers gets hurt. Where are you on Zach Wilson right now? Because Everybody seems to agree that he needs at least one year to sit behind Rodgers, possibly more than one year. And we haven't really seen a situation where a guy was as bad as Wilson was, stayed with his original team, and a veteran quarterback came in, he sat behind him, and he ended up getting better. The closest that we've seen to this would be Alex Smith, but what really happened there was he didn't sit behind another quarterback. Jim Harbaugh came in and really fixed him, and he became at least a league average starter. Beyond that, usually it's guys that go somewhere else, get a fresh start, and wind up becoming better in a different uniform. With Zach Wilson, though, even though you're going against history, you've got Aaron Rodgers, who he has a close relationship with. Rodgers seems to have taken a real keen interest in taking Zach Wilson under his wing and helping him become a good NFL quarterback. And Wilson seems to be a good sport about it. He seems to be pretty excited to be sitting behind his idol and somebody that he's very close with. What do you think? Any chance that in the end this ends up working out for the Jets and you get Rodgers for a few years now and then Wilson is able to fix himself to the point where he's the quarterback of the future? Yeah, you know, it's funny you ask. I was actually having this conversation with a very big Jets fan, a guy you may know, uh, our father, Yes. yesterday. And, uh, you know, we were, we were talking about this. And I, I, I believe, listen, I think back in the day, the old school days, quarterbacks used to – 
get drafted and they would sit behind these veteran guys for a few years. And then, you know, the trend has been lately that that's not how it goes. These guys just get thrown in there and sometimes like Zach Wilson, they're, they're not ready. So I think the best thing that could have happened to him is they got Rogers. Like you said, he's going to sit behind them. Clearly we're not, we're not quite sure about his talent yet, but we do know mentally he he's not ready. He's, you know, he, he doesn't know. I just think it was, the moment was too big for him. He, the media, everything else, I think it got to him. And I think the best thing that could happen is he sits behind Rogers, learns from him, learns how to be a professional. And hopefully, you know, they, the Jets get a couple years from Rogers and then Wilson will be ready to go. That, that's all you could hope for. When it comes to Wilson and Rodgers, one guy that could be a key element here is Nathaniel Hackett, the new offensive coordinator. We saw how spectacularly he flamed out in Denver last year as head coach. Didn't even make it through an entire season there. But as we know, Aaron Rodgers swears by the guy, says he's one of his favorite coaches he's ever played for. And Zach Wilson seems to be enjoying working with him early on. We know that there were big issues with Mike LaFleur. That article in The Athletic really spelled it out about how Mike LaFleur did everything wrong as it pertains to how to get through to a guy like Zach Wilson, didn't tailor his approach to Wilson. It appears that Hackett early on understands that he has to take a different approach with Wilson and he already knows how to work with Aaron Rodgers. What do you think about the addition of Hackett here? Should it help the offense to a good degree? I think so, yeah. I mean, like you said, I think his relationship with Rodgers obviously is great. And then I just, I think, yeah, I, I, I truly believe and hope that, you know, Zach Wilson working with Hackett, working with Rodgers, I, I think. Zach Wilson may, may it be next year, may it be the year after. I mean, let's hope let's hope Rodgers doesn't get injured and we have to find out this year. But you know, otherwise, I I, I do think yeah, Hackett will have a major effect on this on the team's offense for sure. Let's talk about a different Wilson, Garrett Wilson. How excited are you to watch him in year number two? And how good do you think he can be? It was funny watching him last year. I'm struck by the comments that Mike Davis, former wide receiver at the University of Texas and briefly for the Raiders, guy who was Garrett Wilson's mentor from the time Garrett Wilson was a high school player at Lake Travis all the way up through his time at Ohio State. He came on this show and he told me that he believed that Garrett Wilson could be the next Justin Jefferson. And at the time, I thought that was a little bit crazy. Justin Jefferson, arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL. And I'm not saying Garrett Wilson's necessarily going to be as good as Justin Jefferson, but you watch Garrett Wilson last year, and you have to say, it's not out of the question. The kid is absolutely outstanding. Is this the player that Aaron Rodgers really needs as he approaches age 40? And could this be a really nice combination between the two? I think so. Well, I'll say one thing first about Wilson is, yes, I think I think he's great. I think he has potential to be a pro bowler. However, I think the one guy, let's not forget, Wilson won Rookie of the Year. However, let's, let's talk about who probably would have won Rookie of the Year if he didn't get injured, and that's Brees Hall. So I think Brees, I mean, you talk about Justin Jefferson. Let's talk about Brees Hall. That guy was looking like, you know, Adrian Peterson for a mm-hmm. while last season. I mean, it was incredible so yes i'm excited for wilson but i'm I'm also excited to see what Brees hall could do being healthy again because you that guy was single-handedly winning the jets games last year yeah no question as we know aaron Rodgers completed 60 percent of his passes to running backs last year so the Brees hall question is interesting 
he's most likely going to be on a strict pitch count to start the season. What do you think about the running backs there? If Brees Hall takes a few games to get going, do you have confidence in the other guys that the Jets have right now? Israel Abanacanda, the rookie from Pitt. Michael Carter, disappointing year last year, but was better his rookie year. Bam Knight had a couple of nice games and kind of fell off. What do you think about that running back spot, and how crucial is it that Brees Hall not only comes back, but eventually finds his groove and becomes that player again who was averaging almost six yards a carry before he got hurt? I think it's very crucial that Hall comes back. I think the other guys can carry the load for a little bit as long as, like we discussed earlier, the offensive line stays healthy. And, you know, that I think Carter is the one guy, like you said, he had a good rookie year last year, not so great. But I think he has potential to, to be good. However, yeah, for sure, Brees Hall is, is the guy. So, we, I mean, like I was just saying, we saw what he could do last year, and it was, it was pretty incredible. I mean, he was winning games pretty much by – by himself so we we need him back healthy and you know taking as many snaps as possible Garrett Wilson was the first Jet to ever win offensive rookie of the year but the Jets have had guys that have won defensive rookie of the year before Eric McMillan did it Jonathan Vilma did it Sheldon Richardson did it Hugh Douglas did it and last year Sauce Gardner became the fifth Jet to do it he already appears to be a player who could be discussed as an elite talent in the NFL. Some would say he's already the best cornerback in the league. If not, he's certainly in the mix. How important do you think he is to this defense in 2023? And how pumped up were you watching him last year as he continued his ascendance throughout his rookie season, ending up becoming a first-team All-Pro as a rookie? Oh, I think he's incredible. I mean, obviously, you know, go to all the games and see Darrell Revis, and I never thought the Jets would have somebody that could possibly be on that level again, and this, this guy's incredible. So I, I think for sure he's the most important player on their defense, and I think I expect very big things from him this season. Got to expect big things from Quinn and Williams, too. I know that there's some contract issues going on with him at the moment, but still, one of the elite defensive players in the NFL. He'd been getting better and better to the point where last year he finally hit his stride and became the guy that the Jets thought they were getting when they picked him at number three overall in the 2019 draft. What do you think with Big Quinn and Williams in the middle? How much does that help the pass rushers on the outside and guys like Sauce and DJ Reed? Because obviously, if Quinn and Williams is getting to the quarterback really quickly, it makes their job a lot easier, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think Quinn and Williams in there going to cause a lot of sacks and cause a lot of issues for the quarterback and leading to more interceptions for Sauce Gardner and the other guys. So, yeah, I think, like, I mean, listen, the more and more that we're talking about this, it's still a couple of months away, but it's getting exciting. We've we've had a lot of misery over the years as Jets fans, so <laughs> this is definitely some of the most potential they've they've had going into a season. A lot a lot more talent than we've seen in probably ten to fifteen years. The guy who assembled that talent is Joe Douglas, and the Jets haven't won a lot since he's been the general manager, but if you look at where the roster was when he took over to where it is now, there's, of course, a major difference. Robert Sala now going into his third year as the Jets head coach. There's been some ups and downs, some growing pains with him. Where are you on Douglas and Sala at this moment? Are you confident in their ability to be the tandem that the Jets need going forward as the coach and general manager? I do believe so. However, I feel there's a lot of pressure on both of them this season, and this this could be Salah's last last chance. You know, teams are pretty quick to fire head coaches, and the Jets have a lot of like we've talked about. They have a lot of 
talent on their roster now. So if if they don't make the playoffs this season, or maybe even win a playoff game, uh, his his job could certainly be at risk. Joe Douglas and Robert Sala really need this team to make the playoffs. There may not be an official playoff mandate, but you go out and make a big trade like the one they did for Aaron Rodgers, and you're telling the world that you're trying to do something special. So clearly, if they fall short, and when I say fall short, I don't mean not making the Super Bowl. I mean not even getting into the playoffs. not saying it's guaranteed that Douglas and Sala would get fired, but it wouldn't exactly be something that they would want to highlight on their resume. Yeah, I thought I would like to throw in there to all Jets fans that I happen to be stuck in traffic while I'm talking to you, and Allegiant Stadium is on my left right now, a place that all Jet fans would love to be in February. So let's let's just hope uh, we have a shot to get there this year. If all goes well, some Jets fans will be making two trips out to Allegiant Stadium, one earlier in the regular season when the Jets play the Raiders, and the second one, as you know, would be the Super Bowl. But that brings me to my final question for you, Craig. What are your realistic expectations for this season, and what do you think the ceiling is for this team? I think realistically, the Jets have a very good chance to make the playoffs, and like we said, if if, if they don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointing season, regardless of what else happens. I mean, they this is, like you said, they did a lot to get Rodgers. They, they absolutely have to, at the minimum, make the playoffs, at least get 10, 11 wins in the regular season. And uh, I think their ceiling, I mean, yeah, it's, it's hard to say they could go to a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen in the same conference. But, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say their ceiling could be at least to make the AFC championship game. I think most Jets fans would love to see that. And remember, right now there's some talk about the Jets being on hard knocks. The last time they were on hard knocks, they did go to the AFC Championship game. And before Brett Favre got hurt, you remember very well, Craig, the Jets were 8-3. and three. They were the Vegas odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. If Aaron Rodgers can play as well as Brett Favre did before he hurt his shoulder and he can hold up and the Jets can follow suit, then perhaps there could be a lot in store for the Jets this season. As Jets fans, as you said, Craig, we've endured a lot of punishment, so it'd be nice to get a good season out of this team. And I think this is the most excited most of us have been in over a decade. My brother, Craig Mason, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate it. I know that you're still in the middle of playing in a whole bunch of poker tournaments. For those that don't know, the World Series of Poker is going on in Vegas right now. So Craig is playing in tournaments daily, including the main event. Craig, how can people get a hold of you on social media if they want to talk to you about the Jets or anything else? We're not going to exactly get into it right now, but you might be doing another venture coming up involving possibly helping other people become better poker players. So when the time comes, we'll talk about that on the show. And obviously, we'll have an opportunity for people to talk to you about how to become a better poker player. This time of year is the best time of year to do that because this is when all the poker is going on. How can people get a hold of you on social media? And what do you potentially have in store down the line? Yep, I'm actually on the way to the win right now for the World Poker Tour Championships. Uh, it's been it's been good. Uh, you know, I've been playing a few tournaments throughout the summer and, uh, you know, just spending some time with family and stuff. But, uh, yeah, you, you could catch me on Facebook, uh, Craig Mason. Just friend me if you want. And, uh yeah, I'm working on possibly doing something with coaching and creating my own website and stuff like that. It's still in the works. I'm just finishing out poker right now for the summer, and then I'm going on a nice family trip 
next week to the Bahamas when it's all over, and then I'll get everything all situated. Glad you could come on, although I wish you would have invited me to the Bahamas trip. <laughs> <laughs> next next time. <laughs> uh, to be fair, I had to be back here for training camp anyway, but it would have been fun to get down to the Bahamas. Like you said, next trip. Make sure you talk to Craig on social media and keep an eye out for his new project where he's going to try and help people become better poker players. When the time comes, he'll come back on the show. We'll talk about that. You'll have an opportunity as a Play Like a Jet listener to get a special deal that we'll discuss when the time is right. But for now, contact Craig and check out everything we're doing over at playlikeajet.com and the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel. We've got some great All-22 breakdowns up there. Watch our videos. Subscribe if you haven't already. YouTube.com slash playlikeajet. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.